recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call in the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 9th of October, 2016. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And brother, whenever you're ready. Okay, Jim. Yeah, I I, I was going to say just a minute ago that uh, for about the last five weeks, um, I call it a shaman's boat ride. The reason is is because I go in and out of lucidity at times, um, consciously even, just walking down the street or engaged in an activity. And um, I know that different things are being revealed or preparing me to where they can be revealed and I can understand and, you know, access them. And, uh, whoa, excuse me. And uh, sometimes it can get to be really destabilizing. You can get to where... um, kind of like going down a river in a major rapids and all of a sudden you hear there's a waterfall up ahead and uh, there's a port that you can get to but that gum you're in the middle of this major rapids and um, that boat does not want to take and turn to get to that port and you're looking at about a 50 to a 75 foot waterfall drop and uh, it can kind of, <laughs> it can kind of almost unnerve you, you know, if you allow yourself to lose your head. And um, it, uh, I, I, it'll come at times. Uh, I've noticed that I would feel so weak or so physically disturbed. Uh, it would affect my breathing, uh, things like that. And uh, yet, at those same times, excuse me, people would come and they would require healing, and I uh, would give it to them. I, I think I've only refused one time in just the last, you know, we'll say in this five-week period. And it was just that I was so down that day that I, I just... I was not physically able to wrap my mind around uh, doing the healing for them or helping them to be healed. And, uh, woo, man, I mean, big-time energy drain. Somebody is pulling energy big-time on this call. But uh, I've had different ones write to me and ask me about, (laughs) excuse me, uh, about uh, how do you go about healing? How do you learn how to heal? How do you learn how to project um, um, these um, energies to people? And um, I have told you many times that, see, uh, Qigong, Qigong, um, it's really energy healing. It's manipulation of energy, just like if you said Melchizedek, Melchizedek, Mel twist, turn, uh, chi or key. Uh, Zedek means a gate opener, one that can open uh, 
or turn the gate, uh, the avenue, the aperture. Uh, The stargate, the uh, wormhole, so that uh, you can uh, connect a thought with an individual, let's say, at you know long distance, and yet um, the anointing. You have to recall that the upper kingdom, the white kingdom, and the lower kingdom, the red kingdom, in Egypt has to be put together. The Nile Delta is where the Nile flows down from Mount Kilimanjaro and all of its access points down to the Mediterranean Sea. And um, in a sense, if you understood the analogies that they're using, it's kind of like giving an analogy of the tree of life in the midst of the garden. And so certain areas, points on the planet, um, have certain electromagnetic frequencies uh, or numerical designations as, let's say, energy centers. Uh, You might call it special ley lines, power points, uh, or points of depression. Because for every um, um, adjunct that you would have that uh, would facilitate uh, growth and power, uh, you would have a like kind of the negative or the opposite. Uh, in physical terminology, from the time of your birth and the date of your birth, the biorhythm starts for your life cycle. And if you understood the linkage of, let's say, the zoological calendar or the uh, the animal calendar uh, and could equate it back to, let's say, the Maserat, which is... Uh, the serpent of heaven, and yet it's referring to the movement of the constellations and their various influences on, let's say, the conscious sub and superconscious mind. <laughs> and um, oftentimes it's kind of like uh, you hear them, uh, they believe in the Trinity, one God. Well, if you understand it a certain way, yeah, I can say I can agree with that. Because uh, you have the Father, the initiating creator movement aspect of the mind. Then you have the mother receptive principle aspect of that same mind. They twain are one flesh. So these two aspects have to work together. They must go paired, two by two. So if you've got a conscious, then you have a male and a female aspect. Sub. Male and female, superconscious, male and female. And um, they will equate to the two olive trees that stand beside the God of all the earth. And yet, olive as in oil, something that disperses. It's used uh, in healing, it's used in anointing, it's used uh, uh, in dietary process. And yet, those are the two sciatic nerves, the Eta and the Pingala. Uh, one is male, one is female in its designation. One is stronger as far as electrical, the other is stronger as far as magnetic. And uh, so as you begin to look at various terms and terminology, cities, uh, numbers, they're telling you things that can be accessed by your own mind. 
Um, we're called the temple of the living God. Well, who and what's living in here? Um, well, God's living in here. Yeah, well, what's his name? And and if they really go to thinking, they're going to have to come back and tell me what their name is because their name means their nature, their characteristic. And so whatever was brought to Adam and whatever he called it, that became its name, its nature, its characteristics of action. Well, that's not popular in modern Christianity or churchianity, and I could give a crap less, as the fellow said, because uh, the act of it is is the greatest way to manipulate and direct a body of people individually, countrywide, nation, statewide, or worldwide is by the use of uh, religion. It binds you back. I was doing some study and research the other day, and I'd run across this deal, and they were talking about uh, Judaism. Well, hell, it wasn't Judaism. That gummit, it was Hebrew-Israelite, and they didn't have Judaism. That's a Johnny-come-lately terminology after the Babylonian captivity. And uh, But yet they said uh, Judaism equated with the father, the creator, initial thought aspect. Well, then you get down to uh, the sun uh, in Christianity. And so they'll write it as a S-O-N, but in reality it's really referring to an engendered manifestation that we would also call a sun, S-U-N. Then they got to Islam, and uh, they called it uh, Allah. But see, Allah is really feminine in its root, Allah or Elut. And uh, <coughs> I thought about that, and I said, well, Dad, got me that simple, that's easy. Solomon took Bathsheba, Sabah, they call her Sheba, Sheba, Ba is in the subconscious mind, it's feminine. She was a dark aspect. Well, is that come? I guess she is. She's in your brain. <laughs> and so when people begin to come up with all this racism and crap that they don't have a clue to what it really means, I mean, boy, you have to just kind of stand up. I mean, you kind of want to put a recorder on and listen to them because, man, I mean, they're telling you things that, honest to God, I mean, they don't have a clue, and it is thunder than thunder, as the fellow said, uh, in a snowstorm. Um, and, you know, you can have thunder and lightning and snowstorms, but it's not a normal, average-day occurring event, although it is beginning to occur more and more. But Islam, you could say, refers to the Holy Ghost. Okay, what is it? Right spirit or right mind. Spirit mind, 4151 Strong's Greek. The male, the iron male. She, Kai, now. Doesn't that sound like the queen of Sheba? The feminine aspect that is the queen that had to retreat from the streets of men and return back into the heavenlies to be hid? Where is she? She's in the true city of peace. Yah rules in peace, Salim. 
ain't over there in that damned area of Palestine that them idiots is fighting and killing each other for. You have come to the holy, the right, the correct Mount Zion, the Zion frequency. Where is it? It's in your cranium. And until you can cross over those three crosses at the place called Gotha, the place of the skull within your own mind, you'll never get an understanding of what's really being taught and said. A lot of times uh, we'd teach seminars, we'd prompt people up, you know, to give them the ideas where you could really, uh, a seminar they'd do about every seven days and at least every 14. The reason being was that they found in studies that a seminar is only effective for about seven days. So they got to keep coming back to the pump. Isn't that what they keep doing? They get you to keep coming back to religion because they got to give you a new fix. They got to keep you fired up, you know. Got to give you another shot of gas and then another, uh, 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 well, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> with those things in mind, I just uh, I began to watch and I began to listen and. We have developed, depending on where and at what time, um, in our teaching, um, the um, and they stop teaching the separation. And see, um, the ministries today, uh, they preach a feel-good, uh, pepperelli-type uh, uh, religious experience. Um, they keep wanting them to come down to the house of God, and that building is no more the house of God than that jackass has, uh, out there in the field would be. And I don't have one, but if I had one, <laughs> he'd be just as much of uh, uh, the house of God as that damn building down there. At least that jackass would have the living energy in him that animates him. And don't think because he's ass, he's stupid, because he's not. That's why he's used in an analogy with Balaam of Bessor, um, who was uh, the prophet that uh, enlightened Abimelech on how to defeat Israel. You can't defeat those that have the power of a god, because they know the principles and the concepts, and they act on them. And... Uh, that's why it said, Arise, O God. Wake up. Understand that you have these abilities and uh, judge the earth. Judge matter. Choose you to stay. What is your judgment, Solomon? You got one baby and two mothers. Both of them are claiming it's theirs. What are you going to do? And coldly, he says, Bring me a sword. And then he tells the Officer in charge of doing or fulfilling his word uh, in the court, he said, cut him in half and give half to one, half to the other. And the instant he did, the real mother, oh God, she'd give him up rather than see him die. Solomon says, give the first woman the baby. So she got her child. Never does really detail what really happened to that other woman. But I've got a feeling she might have run into that sword. And um, we're at a time right now that um, you can't go by their preachers. 
And they are, they're preachers. They're all state licensed preachers, whether you like it or not. If they got that 501c3 exemption, Title 26, Section 86, Paragraph A, especially A and B, uh, of that code, of Title 26, the IRS code. And by the way, it's not even codified. It does not have an asterisk by it if you look in the 50 titles of the code. Makes and, them nothing uh, more than a license, sanction, legal extortion from the people. That's right. As long as they will teach uh, what the uh, state wants, they get the 65% tax-free credit. Not in the sanction, but a full-blown credit. And to get you an idea of what that means, uh, there's a little small town not too far to the east of the farm between Louisville and, say, Ragley. And uh, in that little town called De Quincey, there was about three ministers there. And uh, they were kind of a Pentecostal-type persuasion. I don't know how much money they were taking in. I never dug into it. But I do know that they were making over a million a year in tithes and offerings coming in. And uh, they were keeping basically everything they got because the 60... 650000 was a credit. It didn't even count. And then they could negotiate the other three hundred and fifty. And see, that was the purpose of the marriage license in 1600 uh, that uh, they told King Edward uh, he needed to raise money for the realm. And uh, they said, look, you're going to have to give the priests their boon. You can't take their fife away from them because if you do, you're not going to have a kingdom. Second thing is, is that create a license, a fee, exact tax and tribute, and give them permission to miscegenate, to mix, to mangle the seed. They can marry any flavor, any color, whatever. I guess if they wanted a, a goat, they could have had it. And uh, just if they pay that damn fee. Well, that's yeah, true. license is nothing more than permission to break the law so long as you pay the uh, piper, so to speak. That is correct, Swamp Shaman. And uh, once you begin to understand and see, see, that is what we call the modern-day marriage license. You can look in a Blackspith or Sixth Edition Law Dictionary, and it will tell you it's permission to intermingle or to mangle the seed, the races, or whatever. <laughs> so you used to, if you had a, uh, uh, let's say, O negative and an O positive, uh, they used to do a blood test to determine because in certain cases a, uh, a mother has to be given a shot uh, because if you don't, it will kill the baby. And uh, so they stopped doing that. I remember when uh, B and I, uh, I was in the military at that time. That was God. <laughs> Well, that was in uh, February of 67, and um, we had a long courtship, I think, uh, well, I know for a fact, we we kind of met uh, on a Friday, and um, we went together a week and one day and tied the knot, so that's been a while back, as the man said, but nevertheless, but that license is permission to break the law. And technically speaking, when you say, somebody's uh, doubling in there. When you say uh, um, permission to miscegenate, you're saying the term to fornicate under the consent of a king. 
And so that's why I make the statement many times. Yeah, folks, I understand. You got a marriage license? Yes, we do. Oh, you better fornicate. You better fucking on the consent of the king. What'd you say? <laughs> and I'll come back and explain it to them. And boy, all of a sudden they'll say, well, I never. You know, you hear so many Southern, well, I never, especially if you're around Dallas. Uh, they all got a way of talking over there if they go to Texas, uh, University of Texas, Austin, and up in Dallas. And they always got that Lady Bird uh, Johnson looking hairdo and the wide mouth, and they talk <laughs> like they got dung under their tongue, you know. <laughs> but nevertheless, anyway, what's happening is that we have come to a place. That it has become so financially uh, rewarding for those that uh, will say whatever the state wants and says. It's like I'm a professional gunfighter. Um, And I remember, you know, in group, uh, we used to have a saying way back in the 60s, I'm a soldier for hire, I'm a killer for pay. But since you're my friend, I'll kill you for free today. Who's the speaker? You know, we jested and joked about it and stuff like that, but in reality... Um, it was it was right down to where the rubber met the road. Who's the speaker and, uh, there? I keep hearing somebody cranking in there. You, uh, somebody got something you just got to say? Go ahead. Yeah, who's the speaker? You, you just got done talking there. Yeah, that was me. I got, uh, yeah, I got a quick question. Is that fornication under the consent of the king? Is that uh, kind of a way of saying it's permission to co- co-mingle? They're giving their persons... Uh, their, their legal entities' permission to co-mingle? Well, that's technically correct. Uh, I was kind of shocked. I was going through some videos, and every now and then they'd throw a little bit of high-fired uh, whatever in there, and uh, they made a statement about uh, um, states that it was legal to cohabit with uh, animals, zoology or uh, uh, pedophilia, you know, and uh, things like that. And I looked at that, and I said, do what? And uh, they started naming off countries, and then they started naming off states in the United States and uh, certain states that it was not uh, uh, legal. And here again is that term legal. See, legal, a rule, a policy, uh, that is not a law. That is what man has allowed, just like when they would give indulgences to the Roman Catholic Church. So you're seeing the same type of commerce. Um, as long as you pay the fee, you can do blame near anything you want. Can I, and, can, I uh, touch, can you touch on that, brother? I got a I got a question for you on that topic. All right. Now, if you come to me for a license, let's say we go to someone for a license, that's really asking for permission to do something. So then, that's, that's once correct. it becomes a legal contract, then you got to seek permission to co-mingle. Is that how it works? Well, the, the license gives you permission to co-mingle. Now, when you get ready uh, and you tie the knot, uh, this lady informed me that her pastor was a man of God. And I said, well, uh, I said, ma'am, I really don't know. I don't know him. I said, but uh, can I ask you a question? I said, uh, did you get married in the church uh, proper, as you're referring to? Oh, yes, I did. I said, uh, well, did uh, your preacher say I marry you in the name or whatever of the living God? She said, no, he did not. He said, I'm, uh, uh, I'm hereby pronounce you man and wife by the power invested in me by the state. I said, that's exactly what I'm saying, ma'am. Your minister is not a man of God. He is an anointed priest of the state 
church system. So what you're saying is we're pretty much free. Sorry about that, that, sir. Back to uh, 16th, uh, actually like 15th century England, uh, when the uh, English royal court wanted to breed out the uh, Saxons and the Scottish people and those around them to further establish their empire. It was a tradition called Prima Nocta, which is a prime night, which that in that day and age, uh, traditionally the bride was a virgin on their wedding night. And the uh, English lords had the uh, right by law to come in and take that uh, Scottish or Saxon bride for the first night of their marriage. It That's was right. started as uh, an aspect to breed out the adversary, so to speak. And then the uh, the greedy English saw it as a another way to... Uh, uh, strengthen their holdings because every citizen had to pay a tax. So if they created more people that had to pay a tax, whether that was uh, uh, livestock that they were able to uh, scrounge up or a percentage of their crop that uh, strengthened the uh, the English empire, and what better way to do it than to have jolly good fun on the night of a uh, wedding you know, and then that's part of what what led to the uh, you, uh, red descent among the uh, nations. And, are you two uh, saying what, we're free until we ask for a license? Or if we identify well, ourselves as a citizen, we're not free to. Freedom is a state of yes. mind, especially in a in a, a nation where uh, you have to pay to break the law. Uh, you know, it's yeah. okay to break the law. Uh, if you give them money in advance, but if you break the law without permission, you're still going to give them money. It just happens to be a little more. And uh, and I don't mean to 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 jump in and 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 take the limelight here, but it's uh, this uh, this call is a very synchronistic with some of uh, what's been going on with uh, myself and a few people that uh, have been discussing some things locally. But uh, you know everything is uh, so multifaceted. It, it, it's uh, it's not a this way or that way. It's uh, many ways benefits the powers that be. And as long as uh, we the people uh, uh, file single file through that gate and allow ourselves to be branded, stamped, and sold as cattle, it will continue because there's a you know there, there's truth in the saying that squeaky wheel gets the grease and if you roll over and let it get let let it grease you up, well you're going to get what you get. But if you stand up and shout, you're still greasing the wheel. So, you know the the the, the flavor of grease is your decision. Yeah, that king though was uh, King John Longchamp, and um, he was uh, uh, thrown out of his kingdom because um, the Pope decreed it. And the original Magna Carta that they signed, once the Pope acknowledged and allowed him to come back in, the Pope altered the Magna Carta. See, a lot of people don't realize that. So when you start getting into common law and things of that nature, you've got several meanings for what's common law. And uh, Bill Clinton told the tribes uh, they were planting uh, marijuana, and it was lawful and legal and really is uh, lawful. Uh, it's just they made it illegal because the DNA feeds off of uh, confiscation, property, uh, you know, uh, things of that nature. That's right. And, and uh, I mean, that's a big game. That's why the DEA is fighting it, because that's the majority of their wealth. And um, so uh, when you begin to look at some of these things that are here, Ann Rand made the statement, no government wants lawful, uh, law-abiding citizens. They must create rules, policies, uh, legalisms 
to get them to break these new policies, rules, and legalisms, then they can make money because now they can operate the law enforcement, the judicial system, the the, the church system, uh, etc. And um, so if you use a three-part system, which is what they've done, uh, it's very easy to divide and conquer. Uh, well, if the, if the executive branch can't do this and can't get the Congress to fall in line, uh, they get the courts to overrule. But you got to remember, uh, there was a movie with Matthew McConaughey and all oh, several really good actors, and it was called Amstad, A-M-S-T-A-D. And it was about uh, uh, people that were on the slavers that were being brought over, and uh, they were coming to uh, a French uh, facility that happened to be under the control of the uh, of the British Admiralty. And so if you've got Admiralty law, you uh, have got British law of the high seas. Now, they're yeah, that's exactly right. And see, that's contract and bond because, uh, uh, okay, uh, let's say that a, a ship sunk. Uh, they would go in and uh, whoever found it, uh, the original owner could claim it. And the reason they did was say, you're going back to Lords of London uh, or uh, Lloyds of London, uh, which is where the uh, investment uh, for the security was made. And consequently, that was all under the auspices of the king or the queen. So now the the crown or whoever the ruling authority is in that country uh, claims their cut of the pie. Uh, and uh, they had never found it, never could have got it or anything. But see, uh, they farm people like they do cattle. That's why many people in court are called or referred to as cattle seed. Well, as you begin to use your mind... Um, they don't want the anarchist, and the anarchist is not a bad term at all. It just simply means it's someone that chooses and knows how to live and think for themselves. They don't need an external government to think for them or control them. Well, if the government is on your shoulders, it can't be on the queens. It can't be on the popes. It can't be on Rothschild. It can't be on Obama's son. I mean, it's on your shoulders. Oh, hell, that is a terrifying experience for those that want government. Well, when Thomas Jefferson said liberty and freedom, and here again, you are correct, uh, it is a state of mind. (coughs) And uh, tribes with growing the marijuana had the sovereign status. Well, they more got it up where it was almost ready to take and, uh, and harvest. And uh, in comes the DEA and black ships and crap, and they come in, cut everything down, and stripped it clean. They filed uh, a case against them in federal court under the treaty law. And Bill yeah, Clinton made didn't this want to arrest anybody. They just wanted to seize those assets and redistribute them for themselves. It's a, it's a game of cat and mouse. We're going to let the small man grow it for us, and then when the time is right and everything is ripe, We'll go in, reap the benefits, tell them they don't have a, a word to say. If they do, we'll squash them. And then, well, what, uh, what they really what they really did it for was it's true they done all of that, but the real deal was they said, well, these people are sovereign people, and Bill Clinton made this statement. He said, sovereignty is a state of mind. All That's sovereignty. Very 
all sovereignty is not sovereign. That's why they used to call the yellow legs forky tongue. Because they, they said one thing. They pulled a Hillary and done two different things. And see, this is the scenario that you're dealing with right now. They're wanting people to really pick between two idiots. <laughs> and yet, in reality, um, we'd probably be better off with, with the red-headed idiot than we would the other one. Because of the fact uh, one of them knows how to make money and deal with the jobs and the laws, and the other one don't do nothing but uh, know how to make laws and dissolve the sovereignty. Uh, Hillary Clinton literally wants it to be a one-world government. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm just telling you, that's what she says behind closed doors. She wants everybody to be disarmed, because if you're disarmed, that means they can really control you. You open your mouth and you resist, pop, your ass is dead. It's that simple. Brother, I would like to say something. If you don't mind. I mean, uh, I need uh, the people to speak, you know, one at a time, not be talking over each other. You know, if they keep doing that, I'm going to mute everybody but you, White Wolf, if they keep doing that. Well, uh, that's fine. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with them, but it's true. Um, now, Swamp Shaman's got some pretty good stuff, and I, I, I'm not sure. I think that was probably Roddy Kay that asked uh, a question or two. But uh, what I'm saying is that you're going to have to use your mind. Don't tell me you're going to be a healer if you've got to run over yonder to the Pope to get his damn permission to operate the mind of God that's really in you, you have access to. You just have to pull the limitations in your conscious mind down. So when it says receive you the Holy Ghost, it means to take it, to acknowledge it, to act on it, to use it, to apply it. And so we'd be teaching seminars, and somebody said, well, what if you can't do that? And so the standard answer was, well, fake it until you make it. And it won't be long, and you'll begin to believe it. And once you begin to believe it, you'll find out that you are doing it. You see, if I'm going to come in the name of Jesus Christ or the living God or whoever, whatever, it don't mean for me to come, I'm coming in the name of J.C., boys, move over. It doesn't mean that. It means to use the same characteristics and actions that are portrayed in that analogy and begin to put it in full operation in and through your mind, your life, so you can do the things that are revealed there. I'm the first of many brethren. I got to go sit on Daddy's stone, baby, but you boys got to come on up and join on it yourself, you know. Uh, you got to sit down and take over. Because in your world, you literally are choosing the reality or the paradigm that you are associated with. You change that belief structure, and believe me, your paradigm and those things that affect you will change. People that you used to know, they still, you may see them once in a blue moon, they're not in your world of existence any longer. They stepped out of it. Well, how do you know? Well, it says, I am he that was, I am he that is, and I am he that is yet to come. What it's telling you is, I am the initiating thought. I thought it. I put it in motion. And now, down the road, I am the future from that thought. But I am also the now. And until I realize that I am that one that was the starter, the creator of the movement, 
and the one that is manifesting right here, right now, and the one that will yet come based upon what I thought then and what I am thinking now, then I can change and alter, but I am the continuum of all three of those aspects. And you're dealing with the mind. I mean, I'm sorry, that's what it is. And uh, uh, some people want other people to do their thinking for them. And uh, that it ain't going to work. Um, I remember when I first started, I was doing Tai Chi and uh, uh, probably Bakwa or Bakwa and uh, Shingi Kwan uh, with Sal De La Rosa and uh, Aracio Lopez. And uh, man, both of them were really good. Uh, um, Sal was into Chen style, the screamer and different things. And he could do, uh, you know, mirror image, right hand, left hand, 108 move, long form yang, um, and the 24 short long, uh, you know, short, uh, which was Chinese accepted, uh, right or left hand mirror images. And, uh, but the best as far as being able to get you in shape and to really manipulate the power and the energy was really Horacio. And, uh, matter of fact, later on, he represented the team for the Yang family. Uh, in Tai Chi uh, in uh, China uh, under Yang Shendo and via um, him um, that made me third generation to Yang Chen Fu. But um, I manipulated energy because in Tui Show Sticky Hands it's called push pull, and you learned about projection. You can take your breath, turn it loose, and boom, it knocked ten fifteen people down. And um, uh, they can all be pushing on you. One guy standing against them, take that breath and pop that energy, and boom, they'll all fall. And uh, so as you begin to do that, uh, about that time, I think uh, um, the Karate Kid come out. And uh, Morieta um, demonstrated an act of the flaming palm uh, and he was a practitioner of Gojiri, and Gojiri, the founder of it at that time, uh, was Mr. Nakamura. He was, uh, man, let me tell you, that old man way up in his 80s, there was no five uh, black belts I knew of in the world could stay in the ring with him. And he was the gentlest old man you ever seen. It's kind of like uh, Morihei Yashima, uh, uh, Kido, the treasure of Japan same type of energy. They had learned to manipulate this for good, for bad, for their use. And, um, but they were very careful, you know, about using it, uh, you know, for the good. But when he would heat that up, uh, there were times I was at a place and somebody was hurting. There was no way to take the pain away. And so um, I just said, hell, if they can do it, I can do it. I popped my hands together and began to rub them and as I did, I, I amped up the thought in my mind that because, see, I was also a silver grad, and I had been uh, doing healing and manipulating energy for quite a while. And uh, I would put it on them, and that energy would go through them. They said, wow, man, your hands are so hot. And uh, I knew it wasn't really from me spinning my hands, you know, or rubbing them back and forth, although it did warm them up. But the heat that would leave the red marks on their skin was really from my mind. And uh, then I got to where I could use it and manipulate it in the ring, you know, or when we would uh, do our, our, our combat sessions. 
Well, as I began to do that, after a while, I didn't do that anymore. I could just project my thought or put my hand over them or even touch them. And then I had to realize I had to be careful about touching them because of the effects that it had um, on on people, men and women, but really more predominantly women, but it's because of the reversal of polarity. And uh, see, uh, uh, psychotropic drugs and things of that nature have always been used uh, by the true shaman, the true medicine man, what you would call a prophet. Uh, like if you went to First Earth, uh, a battalion, a wormhole squadron, remote view, you're going to go to certain types of uh, of uh, LSD and stuff with uh, Leary because they would open the mind frequencies and mind gates. But you had to be careful with that because we had a guy on my uh, in my outfit. We couldn't let him jump Halo uh, with us. Uh, he was airborne, but he couldn't jump Halo. And uh, the reason is, is uh, sometimes you know we we had, we pulled our own. And uh, we might have to drop, you know, way low below tar, you know, below opening altitude just to get in and get out because of uh, observation that was there. It's a clandestine jump. <coughs> Excuse me. And so uh, you could be sitting at the breakfast or lunch or dinner table or whatever, you know, and we had that custom order for us. I mean, boy, we were fortunate. They, they used to call us million-dollar babies, but... Uh, they had a lot of training in us, so some of us had some unique skills, and consequently, like I said, they took care of us. And uh, he would be sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, he would just foul. He would just gas out, man. I mean, he was gone. And he may be in that out condition for two, three, five minutes. Ain't no way in thunder you can jump Halo. Even if you come out at 43,500 pre-breathing on O2 for 45 minutes to an hour running two pop bottles coming down uh, with full face gear on, uh, even if you cannonball, you can't fall any faster from 43,000 than three minutes and 45 seconds. And uh, he, he wouldn't come out of it in time. And um, see, um, and we had gay, uh, guys like Chuggy Asgill, I mean, Chuggy had days in free fall. And uh, I mean, but all of these things you have to watch when you're dealing with the mind. Uh, there are certain shamans, there's a woman shaman that's in Korea. She's more powerful than all of the ones I've run across that are shamans that do the ayahuasca, et cetera, in South and Central America. Uh, she could carry a person to the place that they technically, everybody around there would swear that individual was dead. And she had overcome and uh, stepped beyond the taboos of women touching men and things of that nature. That didn't bother her. And, brother, she brought this man back. She carried him to death's door. They recovered this man, brought him back. He was fully clothed in his own right mind and physically uh, able uh, in his body. And uh, the rest of the shamans there, they were just freaking out, man. They thought they was bad until they got carried to school. And they seen the professor, because that gal was, she was turning up the program. And see, so you would go into these different states. Some people will be able to do it more. There's some people that, um, I, I don't know, I guess you could say they kind of go on a head trip in a way. Um, they want to be bad, they want to be special, they want to be noticed. Um, oh, look what I've done, whatever, whatever. Uh, 
my mother made a real good statement. And she told me something was out of the scripture one time years ago. She understood the secrets of it. And she said, Gary, you remember this. In the scriptures it teaches, God said, I will not give my glory to another. I'm not going to give my power to another. Well, I had to learn how to deal with Gary and this God power aspect. And once you learn, you can do certain things by the way you think and you act. It's because you have transitioned and come to a state of mind that it's not the big I and the little you. You see, if I'm going to love my neighbor as myself, I have to understand the fact my neighbor truly is myself or an aspect of me. Because the divine self is thinking you, me, and everything else. We're all part of one body. There may be things go out of function here, there, or yonder. But we have to come back to that state that we're in harmony and balance. When you have peace and harmony, it doesn't mean you're not doing nothing. It just means that everything's working in order. It's like an old singer sewing machine. Man, he couldn't even hardly hear him run. But anyway. Let me throw it y'all's way and let's see what else you got on your mind. If you have any more questions, go ahead. Now's the time to answer or ask the question. It's called mind control. It's not some psycho-cybernetic mass crowd stimulation or magic. It's called mind control. I've been yeah, I know what it's done. Yeah, I understand what it's called. Okay. Brother, I've not only been trained that way, but I have trained other people to be that way. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's things about Trump, Internet, before cats. Uh, There's things about Trump that is real. But you got to remember, you can't necessarily take a politician and compare that politician to a businessman that's really in business. They live in two different worlds. The politician wants to put a law on everything for everybody except his or herself. But they want perpetual benefits, but you can't have them. When they're running for office, you're the smartest and the best and the greatest thing in the world. The instant they get elected, you're a damn dumbass. He's got to do your thinking for you. Okay, uh, and Obama yes. made that. Obama made the statement. He said, well, they're just politicking right now. They're just on the campaign trail. But when they get in office, it's a different matter. I got a I'm question. You, yeah, jump it. Uh, I have not studied on this, but I heard about it recently. Are you familiar with a term called the Derek? It's where you talk to someone and they just snap and get angry and act all belligerent. I think it's called the Derek. Are you familiar with anything like that? Or what causes people to just go crazy when you're talking normal? Um, 
You know what I mean when you're talking just normal and being polite to them and they just go crazy? You, you, there are things like that that can be done. That I, I haven't heard it termed uh, in that fashion that you're using it. But I will tell you this. Uh, matter of fact, Alistair Crowley had discovered a principle that he could use, and it really does work. Um, and there's a guy that's out at uh, Vegas that puts on uh, uh, metal shows and stuff like that where he manipulates the shadow body on the wall behind the individual. And when he manipulates the shadow body on the wall behind the individual, the the physical body does what he tells the shadow body to do. And uh, let's say that there's someone walking in front of you and you step in sync with them. This is kind of like using the Kong method in uh, martial skills. You're stepping into them, and without wanting to hurt or harm them, you make them, say, stumble or go to the ground on one knee, uh, you don't hurt them, but you uh, make them break their stride, do something out of the normal what they're doing, uh, just by the fact that he mimicked it, and then immediately the guy in front of him that he was showing and demonstrating it to the fellow that uh, was walking with him, the guy in front of him done exactly what he said he would do. And um, it's uh, our minds are really all connected. And telepathically, uh, once you remove the limitation. Uh, see, some people say, oh, God, I don't want people to be able to read my mind. <laughs> well, then you probably are not going to be able to use the gifts or the skills of uh, telepathic thought or telekinesis or clairvoyance or clairaudience or clairsentiency. Um, and uh, uh, you, you have to learn to realize you and your brother, you're really one. Now, even though that brother is acting like a horse's a, so to speak, there's a way to go into your mind and see you and your brother getting along fine. Straighten the issue out and be fair seeing the two of you being in harmony. And that will begin to manifest. And uh, you can do it on a job. We've had people that just, God, they were going to have to leave their job because a new guy or a new woman got promoted and uh, became the relentless taskmaster, you know, because uh, they now had moved up in in the uh, the ladder of authority, and uh, damn, they wanted to exercise it. And uh, we would teach them how, and say within a week, no more than two, they would straighten that thing out, and uh, them and that individual would get along fine. So there's many things that you can do. Um, let's say an individual is running a temp. Okay, and I wanted to break that fever. What I'm doing is I'm stepping in and I'm putting my will and my energy to that individual. I'm channeling that energy into them or stirring it up within them. <laughs> and, uh, excuse me, and um, the temperature is gone immediately. The fever breaks, the temperature leaves. My mother was on a pacemaker, and um, they couldn't get her the arrhythmia to slow down. She was running at a, a continual 174, 178-beat window, and the doctor said, he said, uh, if we cannot get her heart to slow down, it will beat itself to death within no more than two weeks. She'll be dead. And um, I couldn't get the doctors out of the room, and Pondia was a cardiologist that was there, and I was kind of a strange guy. They had done seen me raise dead back and 
keep him alive when they pronounced him dead three times. And I just told them, don't worry about him. You take care of him. He'll be fine. And sure enough, they discharged him the next day by 11 or 12 o'clock. And uh, finally, I looked over at Mom, and uh, I just raised my hand up and looked at her cardiac monitor uh, behind the deal. And Pontius on my right, and about that time, all the hair and everything on my arms, legs, everything uh, just stood straight on in the goose pimples pop, and um, I took control of it, and I brought it down to 68 beats a minute and stabilized it. Right there before his eyes, just in a matter of say a minute. He looked at my wife or my mother, and he said, "Miss Hickman, I didn't know your son was a cardiologist." And my mother. And that little sheepish laugh, you know. <laughs> she, she was fine, but she didn't know really why or what. She didn't know what to answer. That's what it really cut down to. And she kind of giggled and, you know, that little funny answer that she'd give about her laugh. And uh, it freaked Pondia out. The only reason that Pondia knew was he was an Indian doctor that had knowledge of Ayurvedic healing from India. Two cardiologists that they have that I see up at the VA, they call me a magician. They're not talking about somebody that does card tricks. To be a magician in India, they're saying that you're a holy man, a healer, someone that understands this. And so as you begin to learn and begin to use this energy, don't despise the day of small things. Work on a Work on a, on, on a headache first, maybe a temperature. Uh, begin to do little things. To get hurt in the shoulder, just say, here, let me take and put my hand on that and take that away. Well, you're enlisting their thought anyway. As a man thinketh in his or her heart, so is he or she. So if I put that thought into that child or that individual's mind, I have put the suggestion out. Now, if I can get them to enter into that suggestion, that same thought with me, they will take that healing and instantly it will manifest. It is now theirs. And so this is just a little insight into trying or endeavoring to give you uh, um, uh, uh, the mechanism. You know, Skiba, I've run across his stuff um, uh, at different places. And... Uh, you learn to manipulate the energy. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, there's a guy, and I went to a feast of uh, um, I want to say tabernacles. Um, it had to be it was in the fall, but the foliage had started coming out, and uh, man, it was starting to get pretty chilly up there in uh, Andrews, North Carolina. And we'd never been, you know, I mean, they, somebody that knew them and was associated with them invited us and told us to go. And so um, we decided, Shawnee B and me, uh, uh, we'd take off and we'd go up and uh, stay the eight days for the feast. Well, on day Wednesday, which was the high holy day or a second Sabbath in the middle of the week there, there was a man that was very wealthy on big property in Arizona, New Mexico, and a lot of big property up there in, say, Andrews. I mean, there was a house up there on the side of a hill that 
God, um, just take it back. I would say it's probably worth three to five million dollars anyway, because uh, the view alone was was a knockout and a beautiful home. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, listen, it had all the bells and whistles. And uh, he was standing there going into a major AFib, and he had not been able to drive his car. And he was either four or five years. And uh, Bernice come, and she got me. She said, Gary, come quick. You've got to help this man. And we had not experienced at that time uh, the fact that I would pull energy. I would just, I guess, almost suck the energy out of the the air, the ethers, uh, the area, the field around me. I would create such a massive electrical magnetic field. And uh, B was like five or six feet away from me. And I ramped that energy up and uh, took his heart to normal. And it straightened him out. He immediately got his key, thanked me, got his key, looked over at his wife, and uh, there were several individuals there that uh, they was going to service the missus, you know, if they could get him out of the way, and they wanted the money too. And I just blew that completely out of the ballpark. And the man was a real nice fellow and a uh, big uh, Dutchman. And uh, he got, or Dutch German, anyway, Dutch, he was in that neck of the swamp. And uh, he uh, left, uh, got her, and drove off, drove his car the first time in four or five years. And uh, man, and people there were just so angry at me, it was unreal. But I looked over at B, and B was about to fall down. And I said, hon, what's wrong? She said, Gary, I don't know what happened. She said, but when you run energy on that man and turn it loose, she said, the instant... He stopped hurting. It just felt like all of my energy just disappeared. And so I carried her back to the van because we're, you know, in bed and everything folds out in it. it you know, it's a nice van. And uh, she had to rest the rest of the day. Then I noticed that uh, if I had people that I had been t- teaching or training, they couldn't get within 10 to 15 feet of me or the same thing would happen. And um, I remember Shannon, uh, they'd go places, and he'd tell them, he said, stand back, just watch, stand back, just listen, watch what happens. But you can't get no closer than this. You need to stay about this far away. And uh, so they would go just, you know, looking to watch to see it change. And uh, you'll get to where the big days and the big things that you can do will come. But do not despise the day of small things because they develop into bigger and bigger things. And uh, as your confidence grows, Jose would say, as you gain your wins because you overcome and, and you won in this area and say, I have overcome uh, death, hell, and the grave. Well, there's people out there you've got to pray for and run energy on, and you're literally going to overcome death, hell, and the grave in their particular life because you're going to reverse it. And so when you stop and think about this, I am the light of the world, but you are the light of the world. If I have the thought, the idea, the concept, then that thought is going to project and manifest light at any one or number of various frequencies. And so you literally are becoming light 
in that area of darkness, light be. It's not a maybe might be going to be, wait till a week for it to get here. It is done right now. And you have to begin to develop that type of mentality, and then you can change it. Uh, you're using the torsion field. You're using scalar wave technology because you're using the mind to manipulate uh, the effect in water, uh, which is the human body, and um, you're getting a 10 to 100% increase in power as you begin to do that, sometimes more than that. That's what he tells you. Uh, good, you give out good measure, press down, shaking together, running over in many days, uh, and it, usually within the hour or whatever. It says uh, it returned, bearing great gifts. What gifts are they? The gifts of healing, the gifts of peace of mind, the gift of the word of wisdom, the thought of wisdom, or the thought of knowledge. All of those are frequencies, and they will manifest in these people's lives, too, and including your own. Somebody got it? Yo, damn crazy ball. Let's see what we got in winter, spring, or summer, fall. <coughs> yeah, bubba rubber. <coughs> oh, excuse me. You folks got any other questions? Feel free to ask them now. Well, you got that right, 26. <laughs> I mean, that, that nailed that one dead on the wall. Uh, the only difference between a a bum on Skid Row that drinks uh, alcohol and one that is a multimillionaire is that one of them pays more and drinks a better grade of liquor. Both of them still drinking alcohol. They, I mean, you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. I got used to inches, and the only time the mics ever came out was when I was dialing in a scope or something like that. And uh, I can still see them and dial them in. It's just that uh, what I was dialing them in for, uh, you don't never lose the skills. Once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you can always ride a bicycle. You may have to kind of limber up a little bit and get back on it and regrain and gain your balance or something, but the ability to do that is still there. And uh, it's just a matter of whether or not uh, you, uh, you're you going to use it. I don't have to practice killing or shooting that rifle or whatever or, um, or even a pistol uh, because they're ingrained. I have programmed them into the sub and superconscious mind. All i got to do is pick one up Bam, I'm back in business, you know, if that's what I wanted to do. Well, like fella said, y'all can go take up, watch your debate. I mean, there ain't no telling what's going to happen. Uh, have you ever considered that some of this hoopla that's going on with the election deal and the, the race right now, have you ever considered that some of this crap is out there in the turmoil is being used to hide what's really going on behind the scenes uh, so that you don't see it, you don't know it, you don't observe it. 
and they can slide it right on by you, just like Obama did on the on the treaty, uh, putting the United States and its sovereignty under the UN. It was under there anyway. It's just the people didn't know it, but um, they've already uh, you know put it in. That may be one of the reasons the phone. We know down here the phones it messed them around for a while, and then we noticed that the internet messed around for a while, and uh, it was certain blocks of uh, of cell phones like. Uh, um, most of us uh, here um, are all Texas on the cell phone and so forth. And uh, we would notice that depending on where, because we're not all necessarily from the same designated location. And uh, me, I run a cell phone. I'm di totally different than all of them uh, because the type of cell that I use, uh, uh, you can't track it. And... Um, because it goes into kill mode and batteries and stuff like that can be removed. And uh, the only time that uh, uh, it's on is when I'm transmitting or ready to transmit. Other than that, sayonara, choo-choo, boogie-woogie, bye-bye, you ain't going to find it. Oh, yeah, we are all one. Amber, is that you, 26, out there peddling around? May or may not be, but... Uh, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So you got to Oh, okay. That's good, too. Yeah, it has to be... Some of you will come back, and I can just about tell who it is because of the way y'all give answers and the type of knowledge that you individuals have. And uh, good to hear from you, MJ. But uh, nevertheless, um, it's just things to think about. Um, if you hear a motor running in the background, we uh, I went with the girls to Harbor Freight uh, the other day, and I had picked up some uh, stools that you can sit on and slide around to do wiring, uh, and you can adjust them up or down, and they had a real good buy on them, so I picked up four of them because uh, and, uh, the one of the girls asked me, said, well, there's five back here. And I said, but there's only four butts at the farm. <laughs> the other lady started laughing, you know. And But while I was there, I noticed that they had a rock tumbler. And, uh, man, some of those look just like this one here, $115, $160. And I got this one here for um, like $39 or $49, something like that. And uh, I've come home and we kicked it off. I got a you know a package of the different stuff. And reason is is uh, Kenneth, who's now passed, is a cousin of mine. Um, 
Uh, so he and we were second cousins. And uh, he had been a security guard, had his own security service and stuff up around Toledo Bend. And he had found a place to where he could pick up just massive amounts of uh, opal. And um, <clears throat> so he had, you know, a big bag of it. And uh, he said, uh, Gary, uh, I've got to find a place to have somebody cut this. I said, uh, well, you have to have, you have, to have a, a water saw to cut that, a diamond blade. And he said, yeah, but I don't have one. I said, I just happen to have a brand-new commercial uh, tile saw that will cut anything that you need. It's got its own table and everything. And so he gave me the bag, and I came down, and I cut them. And uh, I laid them all out after I cut them. And I said, uh, you take what you want out of there. They're yours. What you leave, I'll be thankful of them. And so he picked up and got his stuff out, and he must have left me. I've got somewhere between, God, I'm sure there's over 100, maybe up to 200 carats of, uh, of you know, first-stage cut uh, opals. You have to be careful tumbling them because sometimes you can just grind them to death. And uh, But when I cut these, you could see lightning flash through the stones, uh, even underwater. And um, Beth was telling me that hers that she's got in storage in San Antonio was just louder than thunder. She said, God, mine, you, could, you couldn't even, uh, we had to keep it in the garage. It was so loud. And um, it said a little deal in there about dropping a drop of oil, you know, on each of the turner rollers, and there's four bearings. And uh, I did, and boy, mine just went just as quiet. And uh, it's been running now about four or five days. I'll stop and check it out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> you got to get some turmoil going on. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we do too. We've got books at the Cazuzas. I was they were moving them into the B barn, and uh, I told B, I said, if you run across anything on recipes for healing herbs, uh, any kind of medical something, I said, uh, bees, pull them aside. Any gardening specialty books, any books on specialty, uh, you know, cooking, uh, you know, for fermentation uh, processes like that. Uh, preserving foods, uh, meats, whatever. And uh, she said, oh, Gary, you see, we've got this big barn that's full of books and boxes. we got her sewing room, which is, God, it's got a law library in it. And um, I've got one place in this room here that's probably, uh, I think those are about three foot high and about uh, three or four foot in length. They come out in the wall about three feet. And then I've got a bookshelf in here that's stacked to a parity well. And uh, then I've got boxes of books that they have over in Honey Barn. And uh, so we kind of booked up around here, but uh, I'm like you. I like to have a book to read. 
and um and I like to to know that if the internet or something goes down uh, we're not in ignorant city, you know I mean we've still got things that really count that people can use, and um a lot of this stuff, like in the schools and stuff um uh, they just they're gonna find out that their education is worthless i mean I, I'm sorry, it's just that that's what it is. Somebody got something? Go ahead. Adam Cadmon, you're going back to J.J. Hurtak in uh, the Book of Enoch. See, a lot of people don't realize when they use the term Yehovah or Yahweh or Yahweh, uh, they're they're revealing right there that there's a male and female nature in the very name or nature characteristic of the divine because it's telling you it's male and female, just like humanity is male and female. I mean, and the, the combination of those is the manifestation that's revealed as, say, one flesh. And so whatever you see in matter is really a manifestation of the male and female aspect. And that manifestation you could call a sun, S-U-N, S-O-N, whatever. And um, see, the women have the same capabilities as we do. It's just that they're more dominant in one area because of the ability to procreate and carry as the womb the cradle of creation the hermetically sealed chambers for manifestation. <coughs> Correct. Yes. Psalm 68, 4. Boy, that number tells you a bunch right there. 6 and 8 is 14, which is 5. And uh, then 4, and 4 and 5 is 9. You're looking, uh, that manifestation put together tells you that it is the nine stages of completion on anything that you create. Oh, well, hell yes, I am number seven. Uh, What would we have to do to kind of hook up? Do you have my email? Number seven. Do you have my email? In case you do or you don't, I oh you do. Okay, outstanding. Yeah, if you can drop me a a line or tell me what we need to do or how we have to hook up or whatever. Um, um, you know, I mean, uh, um. Well, there's some kind of exchange or something there. Every cooking book, everything that I can get my hands on that has knowledge to help people. Um, you know, if you read some of these these things, you, you're going to see that destruction is going to come, and it's going to come right quickly. And uh, on the other side of this, somebody has still got to know something. Uh, very good. Uh, that uh, thank you. Um, 
somebody has to know something. They have to be able to share something. And see, this is part of what I was told about why I was sent here. And um, I was told that I lived on the Emerald Isle. Well, I knew it was a place of blessing. But other people would be afraid to live here. It would be a fairly large island because uh, most of this area here is really going to be underwater. And uh, about seven miles south of here is a place called Gillis, Louisiana, from the farm site. And uh, it's going to be a boat launch. I mean, they might as well get ready. Lake Charles, all them places down there, that's all going to be underwater. And uh, uh, they'll come, but they'll come to learn, to be taught some of the things that they have to to know how to survive. Uh, you don't have to have a tractor and this and that and the other. You might take up and learn things about permaculture. Uh, learn how to find in nature places that you can start little things to grow. Sometimes it's wise having uh, uh, fruits, nuts, veggies and stuff uh, or bananas or whatever in areas to where they're kind of sheltered from, say, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the storms and the weather. And uh, consequently, uh, they're more protected from, say, the beast of the field uh, because uh, they, they're going to be able to get their right and their uh, normal intended help because in reality, without, uh, um, you know, without nature itself, I mean, man wouldn't survive. Okay, let's see, the Book of Enoch, yeah. We've got two or three different translations of that, including her text, hard copy. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, now, throw something with that, uh, Boozman Queen. Creator created for six days, seventh day rest for, from creating. The manifestation was complete. We are creators. Don't doubt that which you create. That is correct. Um, 27, um, it comes on down. Six days is the key uh, time it takes for the natural man to become spiritual, number 23. And once the mind has become spiritual, Elohim said, very good. Um, correct. Okay, think about this. Once you start pulling energy up your spine and activating your seven chakras, you will work and labor in the creative states of emotion and mental thought within the physical body with your passion of the upper kingdom and the lower kingdom combined, and once you do, you will go to the state of overflowing rest, the seventh stage, where the true anointing oil begins to flow from the top down. And so that is kind of, in a sense, what you're really talking about. Um, and uh, so if we go through the seven colors of the rainbow, Roy G. Bid, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, then uh, we're technically cranking those uh, chakra energy centers up. And so if you overcome and you uh, uh, open up the seven seals, the seven seals to the book, is when you went to that state of rest within 
and you've opened up all the keys of the me's divine instructions that's encoded into your DNA, um, your codons, etc. Uh, does this make sense to you? That's correct, 23. Imagine the state of being, put in the thought with the desire, and it will be. That's correct. Best rest is knowing it always already is. See, that's right, because uh, great confidence have they which know, love, and apply my law. Why? They know it operates. The individual that doesn't know that law, does not apply that law, cannot expect to get anything because that individual is not using that law. <laughs> oh, man. Jim, take it a little bit here. Let me kind of... Man, I tell you what... Uh, Anyway. Well, there's a lot of good things coming out here tonight. I mean, folks, I know you're bound to have questions. I mean, if you type them in, I'll read them. And, uh, or if you're on the phone, feel free to ask the question, and I'm sure White Wolf will answer it. Or Oh, uh, okay, just a second, Jim. Let me say this. Uh, Law Fan asked a question. Um if you'll go back on this call list here, uh, go back to episode 64, 65, 67 of the DMG, and if you'll check, um, uh, there's things that said in there, and if you will really listen. I've had to encode and teach this from the time I started, and I knew that men and women, uh, because I knew where I had been also, uh, are so far removed from the fullness of this meaning or these meanings and what it really entails. And um, we have to grow back into that. And you can't just drop that on somebody. You have to take them a little bit at a time. And uh, you carry them. Uh, and so I would pray about it, and I would go back and look, and what I had taught the week before would be expounded upon uh, and expanded in, say, the following week. And on down the line and sometimes you double back and and you regroup it's like in the military they write and train for people that have basically a fifth grade education and they know that they must use and uh, reiterate a question or a point at least five times or more that's a biblical principle you know why didn't you beat the arrows five times or more the arrows are symbolic of children uh, and yet it's symbolic of your thoughts the quiver is the quiver of your mind uh, and uh, your possession. So, I mean, they're telling you these things. It's just a matter of learning to look at them with fresh eyes. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, and that word fire, when you read fire, you're talking about passion. When you talk about passion, you're talking about somebody being in a state of ecstasy. And the baptism for that, cloven tongues of, like as of fire, will set on their head. It's even in the Chinese writings in the book of the, uh, the Golden Flower. And in water. Water's going to come again when she breaks her water. And you pass through the birth canal into existence. Oh, yes, she is, number 23. Eve is definitely sexual waters. 
Eve is the fire. Because I guarantee you, you get mama wound for sound, and you're going to find some very interesting things, places, and situations. And I hope to hell that you enjoy them because I'll tell you something, that little gal, when you get them wound up, honest to goodness, be some of the best experiences of your life. I had an old lady one time. She said, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. She said, everybody wants to go to heaven. She said, in reality, she said, we live in a marriage state, and that is a heaven of a hell and a hell of a heaven. <laughs> and I, I looked at her, you know, because I knew the old gal was really telling me short and sweet how things really work. But uh, you will find out that people will gain more strength and more power if they learn how to use their sexuality, and not just in a blindless lust, but in a control and directed uh, lustful creating thought. You've got to have some type of lust or some type of passion there to trigger, to fire that. And see, that is one of the key aspects of empowering a thought in the mind to get it to manifest uh, over space and time because there is no space and no time, but you're dealing with that concept that's ingrained and embedded into other people's minds. So you're having to manipulate and go beyond the barriers that they have. It says in one place he can do no great work due to their unbelief. There's people that I know they're feeling it. I can feel it all over. But they cannot accept it because of the fact it defies what their preacher has told them. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, oh my God, Emma! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you know, twenty-three. That's exactly. He will or she will definitely face the mirror in their mind. They can't get away from it. See, that's why I do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The reason is, is whatever you do to them, you are doing to you, whether it's a thought or whether it's an action. Jim, get it. I've got to sit here and get me a little bit of air and a little bit of uh, something kind of wet my whistle. You want me to? <clears throat> okay. Well, folks, what do you think so far about the call tonight? I'd like to get some feedback from you. Type it in. I mean, I myself think it was, it's a pretty good call.
Oh, yeah, it is, honey. <coughs> the ice of life. Boy, you met you. <laughs> you know, if we just apply what's being said and taught here, you know, it says, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. It's not to the hearer, it's to the doer. Those that do the will of that divine creator as when we do that and take it upon ourselves and walk in it, you know, like it tells us, take up thy great power and reign. And that's what we're supposed to do. But, you know, a lot of people, I'm not talking, I'm just talking generalized. Uh, they hear it, but then they just let it go by the wayside instead of taking it and applying it because once we apply it, we see that it works. It works on time, every time, all the time. And that God is true to its word and its law. It's forever settled and it changes not, it says. And I think that if we not only hear it, once we hear it, we take it into our bosom, so to speak, and then apply it then we can see great and mighty things happen and we we can you know stand up with boldness and calm assurance and know that we are in the right place at the right time engaged in the right activity doing what we need to do and the blessings will flow forth I mean, I think it's it's a great, great, mighty thing. Yeah, we're supposed to have the government on our shoulder and take control of it ourselves and stand. You know, that we we unite the male aspect and the female aspect of our mind and make it as one in and conjoining them together, then we do get the the sure manifestation. But we have to understand that the scriptures not talking about a literal thing, it's talking about a spiritually minded thing that we're supposed to apply and do in order for us to see the manifestations of that divine creator essence and that law become alive and manifest in our lives. You there, White Wolf? Yes. You okay? 
Yeah, I was just uh, responding to 23. Some of these people oh. got some really good information you know, or comments that they make, um, like uh, made the statement, um, um, Aries made a statement about um, learn to, uh, and I responded back, she's talking about learn to be a doer, and I said, yeah, learn to do, hyphen, her. She is the womb of our mind, small bracket S, and a man and a woman are the reflection of the male-female passion of creation, physical and mental or spiritual. Yes. 23 says, we declare first for, and God said, we see the feminine bab in the, and the pole whereupon rests the serpent. And uh, I came back and um, I made the statement, I said, uh, um, that, uh, wow, I know I typed it in, where the hell did it go? Yes, uh, 23, the serpent is the divine wisdom of application of the living energy called a snake. And so when you see Shiva or Kalima, they have the multiple arms or the snakes entwined. They're controlling various aspects of the divine serpentine energy. And yet uh, to do that, one must be considered a wise one that has the wisdom and has gathered the knowledge and the understanding, and they have thereby understood the means of prudent action, and they can only do that under the greatest uh, root of all of them, gift or otherwise, which is called charity. And charity, if you look it up in its root in the New Testament uh, Greek, uh, in a strong, exhaustive concordance, etc., it will explain to you that that is a divine uh, uh, agape, a sexual type of energy. It's what she is. Rab is feminine, womb of creation. Absolutely. And so, so this is why. Okay, let's say that a, a man and a woman, or a man and a couple of women. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I'm using the principles of what it is. I don't care what you think. Um, well, I do to a sense, but so it says. Leah and Rachel built Jacob's house. Well, that's the two women. And when those two women can work together, you have the 12 sons of Israel. S-U-N. Although they're called S-O-N. Because they're the 12 faculties of your thought. They must be discipled, disciplined, washed, changed, transformed by the renewing of our mind until we get them in the upper room. And there ain't 12 people up there. There's not 120 in the upper room. It's 12 faculties of thought in the upper room of your cranium and understanding. Now, after a certain experience, they will become apostles, apotheosis ones. Each of these aspects will have attained a godhood level of understanding and ability to operate in and through matter by means of your directed will. Is that clear enough?
the the graven images that you see are like when you uh, okay, what is a flag? It's a external, non living piece of material that we have color dyed red, white, and blue, and the stars and so forth and so on. And we have understandings of what those colors and those things mean. But to pledge your allegiance to the flag, technically you are pledging your allegiance to, say, a symbol, a idol, and to the republic for which it stands. They don't believe in a republic. You're now a damn democracy. You need to understand there's a big difference here. Thirdly, what does the republic stand for? You don't know. They held that meeting behind closed doors. How in the hell am I going to give them my pledge of allegiance to support, defend, to overcome, to this, to that, and the other? And I don't even know what the same hell I'm fighting for. You understand what I'm saying? That's what we were telling them in, the, in Vietnam. And it's one, two, three, what are you fighting for? Said we don't give a damn. I'm going to old Vietnam. Hey, Ma, hey, Paul, be the person on your block to have your boy sit home in the box. And it's one, two, three, what are we fighting for? Oh, country Joe and the fish. Man, there was a lot of truth in them songs. Aries, you must be an interesting little gal. <laughs> yep, that's about it, law fan. Deathor versus creator, debtor versus creditor. That's it. <laughs> See, if, if we operated in marriage or cohabitative unions like it was, let's say, in the beginning, government would not be involved in the family. There'd be of you. And uh, government can't have that because of the fact they want to be the first night breeder of your uh, family. That way they can say, well, damn, oh, God, we love little Johnny or little Mary, but oh, my, yeah, I know it was the first night, and I know it was the king's henchman, because that was their will and their way of saying they were breeding us back into their family, their familia. Well, they ain't bred shit. They couldn't whip our ass. They couldn't breed us out. And they goddamn well can't overcome us. Now, you just got to wake up and understand that, and then uh, we'll get with whatever program needs to be got with. Yeah, it's a no thing. It's an external number 27. That's correct. See, that idol is anything, okay, We've got to go have the state do it. We've got to have law enforcement do it. We've got to go down to the courts to get a decision. 
Got to do this. Got to do that. What are those? Got to go down and tell your preacher. Got to go to a local church of some kind. Why? Because they've got to keep you bowing down to the gods of the state. You go into a court and you pray the court. You're praying the local damn deity. And uh, as you begin to realize this, we cannot give our power to another. If you have a God before the me, and that me is inside your DNA, inside of you. It ain't down yonder in Obama Sun City. It's not over there with the Queen. It's not over there with uh, with Will and Kate, and she's a good-looking wench, but goddamn, she, I mean, it, it ain't over there. And it sure as hell ain't over there uh, under that little cunt cap, that yarmulkin that uh, Francis wears. I mean, or, or whatever the damn Jews on the... Or the Greek Orthodox wear. Don't you understand? Rome and Greece are the two legs of iron, the ten toes of the Suevi, the Burgundians, the Visigoths, the Astrogoths, the Almeani, the Lombards, the Saracens, the Saxons, and the Heruli. Now look up their meanings and see what their states of mind are. That's your ten kings. And yet, ten kings, what are they? Oh, that's the number one and zero in binary. That's the male and female aspect that you have limited and subjected to an external form, deity, an idol, a false god, because the god ain't out there. The god's inside of you. You is it. Manifesting is you. Now, you can lift the veil, so to speak, and climb your butt on up here and get on the throne and reign as the god in the earth, the environment of matter that you are connected to and with. About it, 23, the carnal mind is in the temple. And and they get so spiritually minded, as my uncle used to say about me. He said, I hope Gary's not so spiritually minded that he's no earthly good. Well, the problem is you can't be no damn earthly good until you get spiritually minded. Well. I is feeling pretty good. How many of you would like to take and crank up the uh, energy apparatus and uh, that's true, 26. And so they get the parasites. Uh, They're sleeping with their animals in the house and here and there. Oh, the cat loves you, damn. I think he's got 22 stages of parasites that he'll give you, every one of them. A dog seems like he's got 36 or 39, and all he loves you, he'll give you every damn one of them. Um, I mean, and, and then look what they eat. They go and they eat. Uh, uh, the hog is not unclean. The hog is a cleaning animal. And if you take a piece of but the best there is. I don't care what it is. You give me a one-inch square cube of him, fresh. I'll throw him in a carbonization unit. It's 650 degrees for 15 minutes. It'll it'll have a test tube catch out exactly how much oil, fat, whatever content was in the meat. And that one-inch piece will now be about three-eighths of an inch square. Black is a piece of charcoal because that's what it is. Take a little 
swap unit and, and bust a chip off of it, put it under an electron microscope, and there's six to nine bugs crawling around. Now, folks, look, I'm a damn good team medic. I know a hell of a lot about medicine and how to get rid of a lot of stuff. And I probably could get rid of it, but I'm here to tell you, if I can't burn that mother up, I damn well don't care to eat him. I will put him out there in a pasture. And I will use that hog to be a bush hog and let him root out the things that's in that field that I don't want. And then we'll drag them, pull them up, burn them, and spread the ashes back. Now, that's what that hog's good for. A buzzard. God damn, if you didn't have a buzzard, man, you'd be in deep doo. Because that buzzard flies around eating the dead, waste carrying and so forth, and he's got a special stomach that allows him to do that. If he didn't, he'd die of the poisons and the toxins himself. You've got to stop and look at nature and see what's going on out here. <laughs> well, think of swine being an unre- uh, learned, unregenerated state of mind, and then look at legion. What did Rome have? Didn't they call them legions of Rome? So if you had the woman, and she was found by a thousand demons, and the demon's name was called Legion. Do you think maybe she was bound by the limitations taught and propagated by the Roman Empire upon the people? Do you think maybe that might be possibly what it's talking about? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. That dog, and then they just think they're going to go eat him. And now they're growing shrimp and everything else in polluted manure pools and stuff in Thailand, Vietnam, all over the Orient, and China, and you're going to go eat that, and they already know they're coming down with damn lung viruses, and it's directly attributed to the diseases that's in the food stuff that they're feeding to those fish. That's why none of us eat any farm-raised anything as far as fish. <coughs> we don't eat bottom dwellers anymore. And let me tell you something. I grew up in Louisiana, and a Kunas he'll eat damn near anything. Man, I'm telling you what. The only thing I never was into was I noticed some of them uh, was head over heels with possums. And I took a look at a couple of him, and I seen him come out the wrong end of a a northbound cow uh, that was dead on the ground one time too many, and I knew I didn't want that boy because I knew what his grocery table looked like. And uh, so uh, I began to watch, and uh, here last week they finally admitted that the entire Pacific Ocean is totally contaminated with radioactivity. They've also had to admit they don't like to talk about it, that the Gulf of Mexico is totally polluted from Corexit because they got shrimp and stuff that they're catching out in the Gulf that are coming in with tumors and all kinds of stuff, Um, uh, 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 porpoises and uh, things of that nature, the same thing. Let me tell you something, a porpoise has got a body structure and nature uh, that is damn near like you and maybe smarter than humans. Bumpus and Dolphin, same family. 
23, go eat any damn thing you want. But I'm here to tell you this. It don't mean what they're saying and the way they have taught that. The spiritual man chooses. And that's why the analogy of the clean cattle or the clean beast and the unclean beast. Notice what it says. They parted the hoof. In other words, they could choose good from bad. They ruminated on it until it became a part of them. That hog don't do that. He parts the hoof. He'll eat good corn and he'll eat slop. Right there side to side don't make no difference. And wallow in the mud and get a little bit of that while he's with it and it's got crap in it. But if it didn't go through that hog system as fast as it does, and the vents in that hog's feet get plugged up, that hog's going to die. I had about a 600-pound Hampshire old big bass. And, man, she was a damn good rooting hog. I mean, she she looked like a yearling out in the field. She was so big. Her and her sister. Bertha and Bess. And, um... One day I noticed she was down by a big pine up in the front near the the uh, the little old pond area up there. I went and checked and uh, got to working around on her, and uh, I didn't even know what I'd done. And uh, I noticed that there was a vent down in the bottom of their feet, and it was almost blood red, you know, just real inflamed. And I guess with me manipulating her uh, feet, and legs, you know, to try to get her to get up, I must have broke it loose. And uh, she got up, and it took her about two or three days, and she come back around, back, you know, just as healthy as before. But she had got a hold of something that had caused those vents to shut down. Now, there's too much good stuff out here for me to get a handle on and to eat and enjoy. And um, I made a big pot of... Uh, chicken and sausage gumbo, but our sausage didn't have nothing but pure beef in it, and it had no casings of any kind on it. And uh, this lady told my wife and them, she said, well, we made gumbo, told my daughter, says, uh, uh, well, I, I've, I've got a recipe for gumbo that does not use okra, and she started laughing, and she said, you do what? She said, oh, man, I make gumbo, and I don't have no okra in it. And we taught her pretty well, and she said, ma'am, she said, I want you to understand something, that the blacks are the one that brought okra to this country, and the name for okra is gumbo. And you can't make gumbo without okra because you would be making it without the thing that makes gumbo gumbo. So um, you just have to stop and think what you're doing. And, um, uh, I mean, uh, I think I made about four gallons of it. And, uh, we still, we, we, we had a retreat, a, a repeat today. And I've still got another, probably a gallon or so. It's in the cooler. And, um, uh, we do that, mix up our rice and so forth. And so for several days, uh, the way we fix it, we've got extremely healthy, um, uh, chicken and gumbo. Uh, with all kinds of veggies it has been prepared certain ways in it. And so you have a body and bowel cleanser, and yet you have something that's extremely nutritious at the same time. I 
I have uh, researched raw foods. I've also uh, done the uh, the, the fasting. Um, I went uh, uh, 49 days without eating and uh, kicked over to juices using what's known as the true uh, vegetable cadaver. And uh, I went that way for two weeks, um, and uh, my body wouldn't restart. It just flat would not fire. And uh, they put me on some uh, fermented fresh uh, buttermilk that we made at the farm, and uh, but they didn't filter it, and I got a little bit of that butter that was in it, and God meant it like a poor me up. But nevertheless, that milk alone, or that uh, buttermilk that was fermented, kicked my system overnight. And then uh, I drank another cup the next day for about two, three days, and it restarted my entire system. But if I had not have died, but then I kept the Kabbalah going all the way out to uh, uh, another 49 days. And see, the 50th day would be my day of rest to roll over to a new regime. And once you've been stopped eating for that period of time, like I did, it's going to shut down your enzymes, your gastric processing. The, the stomach system is going to totally repair and rebuild. And uh, you have to give it time to come back up online because it has not been processing. And uh, at the end of the second uh, regime on the Kabbalah, of, say, 49, I went uh, the 50th day and rolled over into uh, a real a well-made green salad. You know, I'd chop them up and this, that, and the other, you know, so I could make sure I could make the transition. And so all total, uh, I went 102 days before I ate anything solid, uh, you know, in, in the form of the greens or whatever. But it took 102 days to get back to where I could eat normally. And so, uh, I mean, I, I've done the... the the parasite cleanses. Listen, I, I practice what I what I teach and believe, and I'll tell you if it works or it don't work. Now, what you do with it and how you paddle your payroll, that's your business. But uh, uh, well, you got that right, Truth Bug. Uh, uh, a full vegan. Uh, tag for a vegan diet. Uh, George Ritchie is a is a distant distant relative, and uh, he was in his 80s, I think. And uh, for his 82nd or 83rd birthday, he swam four miles in the Atlantic. Um, hell, I was down there, and uh, he man, he scampered up a, a tall uh, coconut tree and cut coconuts for us because uh, he drinks the living water out of coconuts. And he grazes. I mean, he don't eat nothing, but he grazes. <laughs> he has full control of his bowel system. And, um, I mean, uh, unique things. He had been associated with uh, Jeremy Irons um, and the special longevity experiment. Some of those go back to uh, uh, the secret teachings involved uh, with the, the Nazis. And uh, going back to Thule and O'Toole and the Boreal Society with uh, Maria and Segrin and certain ones of those and how they uh, 
they uh, ate processed food, you know, what they did. Uh, the women never cut their hair because they knew that it was a mechanism like an antenna, a receiver. And um, um, most of them, you know, like I said, they were good-looking gals, and they go around naked uh, because uh, they use sex in their rituals much as a Delphi oracle priestess would. And um, also as those that were perfumers and merpackers uh, in the lineage of, uh, let's say, the Pharaonic order of the high priestesses. And uh, that's why Mary Magdalene is called a uh, myrrh packer, a perfumer. Myrrh is also an astringent healing. And uh, wow, here I'm going down. To, I'm down to. I'm down to winking and blinking. Uh, I, I hope I'm still in there. You're in there, brother. All right. I'm, I'm down to the point that, man, my red lights are going off on my phone. Uh, okay. That ought to get us going, I hope. Yeah, I should be coming up. Is the voice still up strong, Jim? Brother, you're loud and clear. Okay, outstanding. Um. Gluten can hurt people. I do know that people that get terrible acne, it's usually from one of two things. It's either a reaction to milk or milk-based product or a reaction to wheat. Now, you can get over that. That's why they use fermentation because it changes uh, the lactic acid and uh, uh, changes it uh, or from lactose to lactic acid. And then normally uh, a little bit at a time the body can process it, just like if you can get some raw, wild, uh, natural honey uh, that has not had the pollen and stuff filtered out of it uh, from your local area. If you have uh, um, allergies, you might take and give them, let's say, a quarter teaspoon of honey to hold in their mouth under their tongue a day or two. And if they have no reaction, increase it to, let's say, a half. And then if they have no reaction after two or three days, increase it up to, say, a teaspoon a day. And you can do that over a period of time, and they will uh, build their immunity up, and they will overcome the, uh, the uh, allergy, just like you can overcome milk and you can overcome uh, the wheat gluten. Uh, we don't, uh, we were all big corn eaters, but uh, since I can't get non-GMO corn, um, I know that uh, the one popcorn by uh, Orville Rittenbacher is, uh, they got it on their big clear letters. Uh, used to, uh, I think they were gr- uh, getting their corn from Jolly Time up in Iowa, but uh, most corn has been genetically modified, and uh, I know what it does to livestock. If uh, you don't slaughter them, let's say, under a year, uh, man, it can really mess their gut and everything up, and tumors and stuff pop up. So we don't eat no corn. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we used to really like that uh, uh, the cypress oil could do well for the varicose veins, 23, correct? Also, uh, rosemary oil uh, with a carrier. Uh, that's why you can use it as a massage oil uh, because it enhances the uh, vascular system. If you also put just a little bit of tea tree in it, you're knocking out bacterial 
um, this year in a uh, carrier base of, let's say, raw, cold-pressed, uh, fully organic coconut oil. Um, it does great for massage. Uh, it's also great as a sexual lubricant uh, that will uh, knock off, uh, you know, uh, bacterium and things like that, you know, kind of protects people and so forth. But uh, you could do a lot of things if you learn how to use nature. Nature will teach you some things, find out the principle behind nature. You can learn how to enhance that principle, just like in Greek, uh, um creation of uh, extracts, tinctures, etc. You can enhance that, um, just like if you take uh, certain of the body's fluids and um, you know how to use them and enhance them. You could uh, go to making uh, the red and the white powder that uh, is associated with St. Germain. Although there are aspects of what is called um, iridium white gold, and uh, you can make that. But you can also exude that from the forehead uh, right around the pituitary, the penal gland in that area. That oil that comes out, see, back in the 20s and 30s, they even had groups of people, they called them oil drippers because they could manifest it and it would drip from their fingertips. Uh, I mean, it would literally blow off their fingertips. And uh, they'd bottle it and use it to anoint people with, just like Sibaba did when he would manifest the, the ash and say India. So there's there's a lot of things. Yeah, muriatic acid. What the hell are you using that for? Uh, psoriasis. Psoriasis is in reality a parasite. And um, that's why I recommended Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Um, she can take and she goes through and uses the, the turpentine cleanse. And she couldn't call it the cure-all, although basically that's what it does. But uh, she's... Uh, standardized it to use it and called it a, a candida uh, cure because so many women have it. But um, um, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, Aries, uh, uh, do you have trouble with any psoriasis in your body at all? Um, say what we could do. Are you uh, for or against me manipulating or running energy on you at a distance over the phone? All right. Now, folks, here is a good time for you to get on board with this. Oh, excuse me. Got to clean my pipes out here. <coughs> All you have to do is, in your mind, just visualize the name. Let's say Aries 666. 
And, uh, like, you know, six electrons, six protons, six neutrons, you know, I mean, that's really what they're talking about. That's why it's man's number. But, you know, I mean, the preachers, they, they got to scare the hell out of you because they got to get you coming down to pay them a little money. But here's the thing. Close your eyes, visualize the name, and take about two or three deep breaths with the mental intent of your energy covering like a ball or an egg around Aries. Aries, you may have to sit down because this energy can can it, it can just go through you. Um, it may feel like a warmth. It may feel like a tangle. It may feel like coolness. But once you see her, scan the body from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Gently turn her as if she were on a rotation table. And look at uh, the entire body, arms, legs, back, thighs, you know, stomach, face, neck, uh, feet elbows, knees, and any place that you see a dark area or a discoloration in the physical body compared to, say, the totality of what would appear um, or give off uh, an idea or an intent to you that it's, it's healed or it's healthy, it's well, it's whole. Well, erase that that dark area. As you do, you may feel, you'll feel your own energy come up like it's coming up right now. As I'm pulling that energy, I'm building the reservoir of passion up within my own mind. Because I'm going to literally, I'll use the term reach out, but in reality, I'm entangling with Aries thoughts, the physical body. You should feel a warmth, a tingle, a coolness. should be all around you. Top of your head, sole of your feet. How do you feel now, Aries? What are you feeling, Aries? You see an energy all around it. Top of her head, sole of her feet. There is no time. There is no space. There is no distance. Yeah, relax, warm and tingly. You can tell then, you can sense that there is a change that's already occurring within your physical body, your mind, etc. Is that correct?
the areas that you've been having difficulty with it, you'll feel the energy intensify there. It may become very warm on the verge of being hot, but not so hot you can't stand it. Shaiwa. Top of your head to the soles of your feet. Then and without. Front. Back. Long one. Leave it now. Never return. Now you'll feel the energy become stronger. It'll begin to cascade over your head, neck, arms, and shoulders. You feel it now. It's like your goosebumps are standing up down onto your legs, your calves of your legs. You feel it? It'll be as if my hand is touching you in several places, moving and manipulating energy all around, top of your head, sole of your feet. When you feel like it, find back and tell us your experience, what you felt, how you feel now. That will set it in your own mind, set and establish it in your body. Confession of it brings your possession of it. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 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 let it go. Just let it roll out. Very good. You felt it go all the way through your entire body? should have really triggered to some extent even a orgasmic state, an orgasm sensation. And see when you're doing that, what's happening is that that is a release. It's like an afterglow. It's like when something has been accomplished. Did that occur? I believe it did. See, folks, it's that simple. 
No time, no space, no distance. You just have to know and be convinced of it in your mind and have used it enough that you develop the link. That's why I'm telling you, despise not the day of small things. Learn how to build the puff tent before you try to build the New York uh, Empire State Building. You need a little bit more skills and knowledge about building. Start on the puff tent. It's a whole lot easier. Yes, uh, we would, uh, when I first went through Silva, they would see it as a chalkboard, and we would erase um, um, the chalk, you know, in those areas that was bad and and, uh, recolor them or reclaim them, you know. Um, uh, I had an individual one time that uh, had, uh, the head had gotten caved in in a car accident, and uh, they called and asked, and I got the group to do, and I explained to them about um, putting a white light around them, you know, for healing, and to insert the needle into the baby's head and pump it till it popped out. And once it popped out, no, don't worry about it, it won't hurt them. I said, then just pull the needle out and uh, visualize the head being perfect and normal, the child being perfect and normal. And within 15 minutes of the time we done that, we were in San Antonio. They were in California. That baby's head popped out. So you can control matter. That's that's nothing. That's simple. And uh, see, like, okay, now I've technically I've broken the contact with Aries talking to you in general. But now I'm going to get her to see if she'll confirm yes or no. I'm going to take my right hand and make it warm. You'll feel it on your abdomen, on your abdomen, right around your your navel. It'll be warm. I broke contact. We'll see what she said. Man, I can, um, I can, to me, it sounds like you're kind of, like you're kind of yipping in a sense. It's kind of like, um, uh, uh, Pleasurable uh, energy sensation. Very good. See that tells you right there your your calam uh, your tele- telepathic thought, uh, telekinesis, telekinetics. Um, you can project this. You can use this. You can develop this. But you have to believe that you are. Okay, every person that was on this call, I'm sure, felt an energy rise in their physical body 
as they were doing this because as it went out to you and they were doing it to assist you, it had to feed back and give them energy back to themselves. It is a reward-based system. See? Look at them. They kick it back. Heck yeah. Yes. Yeah, those that are kicking in, absolutely. I mean, here you go. And see, all of them are hooked up. Um, in reality, we just had a sexual experience because we had to have that to impregnate the thought, the energy, in the other body to make the manifestation of, uh, occur. We took the Father, we impregnated uh, the, the womb of the mind, the Holy Ghost Comforter, Mother Shekinah, and she manifested the Son, the light of manifestation. And you could call it Jesus or whatever in the thunder you want to call it, but that's what the hell happened. If you believe in the Trinity, that's the real Trinity right there. <laughs> oh. Okay, Jim. We done tagged that 9-11 here, so uh, I know we got enough for him to think about on the call. Aries, thank you for allowing us to use you as a demonstrator. And uh, just keep giving thanks for it. Anytime or every time something comes up, just give thanks. And um, look up Dr. Jennifer uh, Daniels. Uh, you're quite welcome, honey. Um, look up Dr. Jennifer Daniels and... Uh, Pull everything you can get on YouTube on her, especially doing the turpentine cure. And uh, you do that for about 60 days from the day you start. You only have to do it two days a week. A Monday and a, a Friday is ideal. Uh, Beth has already started dropping weight, and I put her on it. I think overall, uh, between uh, the turp and the uh, Sirsop tea that uh, Denise turned me on, um, I've dropped at least four inches in the waist, feel better, blood pressure normal. Um, everything is uh, kicking down the line. Right, welcome, Truth Bug. Thank you all. Brother Jim, my dime, your dime, crazy ball. Summer, winter, spring, or fall. Old Lady Red lived in a shed down by the track by Old Lady Black. Oh, my goodness. We've had some crazy balls. I understand, brother. Uh, this has been a great call. And I want to thank you for tonight. And all those who are here tonight that are participating, like I said, this has been a great call. And a lot of information has come forth. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight. And, you know, whenever you're finished, brother, let me know and I will end the call. Well, as far as I know, I just did it. <laughs> I, I think I have it. Uh, let me uh, let me kick another window open and open my compose up, and I can tell you right fast whether I got it or not. But I think I do. Okay, compose. Come on, open the window. What a goody goody do. Did you get the chat?
Come on, brother. Where the hell? There you go. Hot damn it. Come on in. I got it all. So anytime you want to um, pop the cap, that's up to you, brother. Shalom, prosper, be in health. My best to you and your family and everybody on the call. Thank you all for coming. And um, I just hope that we can be, a, you know, a service. That's uh, what my prayer and my intent is. And and the reason I I do different ways of teaching is because sometimes I can shock them. Sometimes I can educate them. Sometimes I have to almost blast them out of water with energy, so to speak. But everything that I do is with the intent of helping them open their own window within their own mind and look and see at all of the things that are available to them. Because until they know they have it, they can't have it, and that they're expected to be able to be blessed with these benefits and capabilities, many people won't try them at all. But anyway, Shalom Prosper, be in health. Thank you again, Jim. Love you. Love you too. Shalom, brother. Well, folks, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming and participating in the call tonight. You know, we love and appreciate each and every one of you, and may Yahweh bless you, keep you, and perfect divine help, and may all your dreams come true. And with that, I'm going to end the call. I want to thank you again. Shalom. Shalom.